Welcome to Berenson Bond Podcast, episode 55, with your host, Corey and Diego Berenson. Hello, Diego. Hello, Daddy. How are you doing? Good. We're back in the original podcast space. This is where we started. Mm-hmm. Everything has changed, and now we're back in the room that used to be the podcast room, which is now kind of a school room. We got desks. You've got a work desk that you use. There's some art over here. That canvas is waiting for you. And the other one, just got to think of something cool to paint. So I don't want it and, and it doesn't want me. Oh, it totally wants you. It's saying, Diego, please paint me. Find me. Yay. No. Yeah, it is. Mm-mm. So you did it. Mission complete. Week one, Zoom school. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Meh. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Meh. Better than summer? No. Why? Because I like summer. Why was summer so awesome? This summer was a lot different than last summer. What did you like about it? Yeah, we got to stay home. Yeah. I didn't have to send you to camps and... Go to work. We got to be together more. That was fun. We're still together. Homeschool. Zoom Zoom school. So what else? Okay, you're doing shorter sessions. Do you like... I don't know. Tell me. What's it? Do you, you like it better? Mm. Or are you just like uh, fine with it? I don't know. Either one's fine. It's just okay because you know it's temporary. But I enjoy this one more because it's only like four or five hours. That's Versus it. School is eight hours. That's true. That's school true. School shorter, which is like yeah. so. It's just a two-hour morning Zoom. Take a break for like let's see, we end at twelve, right? So then twelve, then one, two. One to two. One to two, so that's like one hour, right? Or two yep. hours. One to two, one hour. One hour, and then, let's see, so that's two, three, and then. That's only four hours of school. And school, and versus if I went to school, it would be, and there was no virus, it would be four more hours. Mm-hmm. So I like it more here because school isn't long. No! Oh, that's cool. Well, that's really, good to know. Actually, no, no, no. School is actually, oh yeah, four hours. But if it's if you're only counting the zooms, it's three hours, which is like not long at all. Yeah, and how do you like me forcing you to do exercise? Mm, not as much. Oh, so fun, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You love it. Yeah. So week one, what I really like is that they had you do what is this? A crest? What do you call this? This picture. Is it a fam not a family crest because it's just you? A shield? What would you call it? They call it a coat of arms. A coat of arms. And it represents you, right? I guess yeah. You get it totally does. So tell me about this crest because this is all about you. Alright, so the okay. So tell me. You can you need to read off of it. The By list the way, or the actual thing. Yeah, by the, the way. The drawing of the list. Yeah, okay. Go the ahead. drawing of the list. 
Ah, uh, the list. You can just go over. You do. You do pictures to represent what you wrote. All right. So she said at first important places. Uh, L.A. is important. And why is L.A. important to you? I know. I have a lot of family there. <laughs> you do. Yeah. What family you got over there? Uh, my uncle, Uncle Scott, uh, mm-hmm. Aunt Penny, mm-hmm. uh, Olivia and Eli, right? Yeah. Two cousins, and then I have our friend over there, Miles. Um, Mr. Miles Suggs. And then... Let's see. Um, you have Padrino. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I hate to break it to you. Uncle Scott's not your real uncle. He's <laughs> not my brother. <laughs> but they're like family, so of yeah. course. <laughs> and then home. Home. Right here. Right here. Uh-huh. Very important. Uh I wouldn't necessarily call Florida important, but what's I like important it over there? What do you love it's about? It's not really important, but I just really like it over there. Why do you love Florida? So Miami it's, specifically. It's pretty. It is pretty. It's kind of small. It is, and yeah. Did you like the water? Mm-hmm, and I like the temperature. Ooh, it's I way wear warmer. Joggers and hoodies, basically most of every day. Ah, that is that is the dream to wear a hoodie and jogger every day, mm-hmm. and but feel comfortable. Yeah, and then Houston. Houston. Because of Christian. More family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then hobbies and activities I like to do is gaming, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, traveling, and listening to music. All right. So, what do you love about traveling? Explore more places, I guess. I like that. I let you know that this isn't the only place. You know there's more places out mm-hmm. there. You know you can, when this virus chills out, you'll be able, we'll go and visit more places, meet more people. You can do that. I didn't know you could do that for a long time, but you can do that. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm glad you love that. And then, um, like, animals that represent you, I guess a koala is calm and gentle. And then, important to you. So what's, yeah, so the koala, is that your spirit animal? Do you know what a spirit animal is? Like, I resonate with the koala. That would be your spirit animal. (laughs) That means if you transformed into an animal, you'd be that animal. (laughs) So that'd be you. I guess, yeah. Okay. And then important to you, uh, dogs, fish, house, health, me, family, and Sophia. And then my the a color, I guess. She said a color. The choose a color that represents you. I don't know. Pick one color. White, calm, kind, and peaceful and then favorite colors are black red white blue and mint green mint green i like that yeah and then yeah 
I painted an apartment mint green one time. Actually, I called it green tea ice cream green. I guess it's a little different than mint green. I think you ever had green tea ice cream in a mochi ball. Have you ever have I ever given you a mochi ball? Do you even know what that is? What? I'm gonna buy one. It's ice cream inside yes, that little one. white a strawberry one. A yes, strawberry one. yes. We should get those again. They're so good. I love them. Should we get those again? I don't know. I love green tea ice cream. One of my favorites. Not better than mint chocolate though. Hmm. So. So. What else is on your so gaming's important? What I heard you're a million a millionaire again. You used to be a billionaire. Now you're just a millionaire. I don't know what's happening. What's going on? <laughs> Hard times. You're only buying twenty five million dollar helicopters. No. Commercial it's airlines. Only, it's only one helicopter you can buy. It's airport. What is it? Airport tycoon. Airport tycoon. Yeah. And Roblox. Airport tycoon. You're over there spending. Tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. How much is that private plane? Private jet. Private jet. <sighs> Sixty uh, million, right? No, that that was a helicopter that you can't even fly on Xbox. A, a sixty million helicopter, sixty million dollar helicopter. You can't even fly. You can fly it on PC, and PC means computer. Why do they let you buy it if you can't fly it? Wait, no, you, they don't make you buy it. You choose to buy it. I know. Why would they let you buy something that you can't fly unless you're on a computer? Because if you're on a computer, if they took it, if they took that privilege away to buy that helicopter, then why would PC be able to buy it? Exactly. It's confusing. And it's confusing because Xbox kind of is a computer, pretty much. It's a, ga- really. it's a gaming computer. There's a difference, though. Hmm. Not to me. Mm-hmm. There's totally a keyboard on it. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, what was the what's the book you've been reading? You've been reading Brave Lands or Brave Land? I don't remember. Well, tell me what's going on in that book. I don't know. You're reading it every day. I don't day. know. I don't read it every day. I actually uh, forgot. All right. Well, tell me what's got. It's something to do with a, a tiger. Lion. A lion. Is it kind of like Lion King, or not kind at all? Kind of. Sort of. Sort of, kind of. Better than Lion King? I don't know. What's happening? I don't know. Something is happening in that book. Something is happening. You just read some pages. There's a a person walking Mm -hmm. around in the end. Oh, man, what a good story. Mm -hmm. Alert, alert. Someone's at our door. But we don't have to go there. <laughs> so what do you think? We started. So this room is changed. Like I said, looking around, we still have a map. We took a lot of stuff down. It's transformed. We've been moving around stuff in the house. We got some time in. So shifting it around, making some changes. How's Bob and Guppy doing? Hmm? Tell me about Bob and Guppy. You yeah, forgot about those two. Because it's different between having two dogs and fish. Fish, like, eventually, because, like, dogs are actually something that will move. Well, not move. I would say, like, dogs are actually something that can. They remind. 
They remind you that they're there? Yeah, because they're actually, like, moving around, like, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you have to, like, take care of them and that versus fish stand there. Like, um, fish jar, or not jar, but, like, the fish container, I guess. And then, I mean, it's hard because they're not floating around, walking everywhere, so. Well, you could take them for a walk. You know, every morning we could scoop them up in the net put them in a little jar necklace and then you could walk with them when you walk nike you could just wear a necklace jar full of fish your two fish and then you walk all your animals boom but they don't actually walk or any of that because two dogs like that is they you have to take care of them because they like it's hard to explain but dogs are bigger they don't stay in one place the whole time and uh, kind of bigger creatures, I guess. And you can touch them. Stay there mm-hmm. versus fish stay there, and like it'd be easier to have either dogs, like dogs, cats, or any of those, or fish. But if you have both, it can you can kind of forget about fish or stuff because they like just stay right there. What if it was? A shark. What if we had a huge tank that had a six-foot shark? Would you remember that one? Yeah. Maybe when you build a house, before you build it, you can say, hey, in this wall, instead of the wall, I want it to still be where the wall is, but I want inside the wall to be the tank, and I want a six-foot shark. So that one whole wall is just aquarium, but then it's still in your house, but it's the tank is hidden in between the walls. Some people do that with normal tanks. It's like a, I forget what they call it. There's in between the walls, they build it wider. So it's like the zoo where the tank is in the wall. So it looks all flat and awesome. Those are cool. Would you do that? No. I bet they'd say no. <laughs> they'd say, uh, no. No, we're not doing that. We're not going to do that. I've seen aquariums where, you know how under the stairs we have Starbucks room, a little playroom? Some people will close, um, call the special aquarium people, and then they can build an aquarium to fit under the stairs, and that whole thing becomes an aquarium. So if you, op- if you were to open a door or something, all that water would come out? Oh, they just change it so that the whole space underneath is an aquarium. So no, it doesn't look like walls. It just looks like the whole thing is a tank under there. Pretty cool. What about that? Um, no. No? No. Okay. Way too much. Too much? Too much. Okay. So, I'm I'm debating. Let's see what else is on your mind. I'm duh, duh, debating. So I finally finished my book, and I'm debating how long to make you listen to this awesome knowledge I'm about to drop on your brain. Please don't. I don't want to learn anything. Oh, man. I know you want to learn so much. I don't. No. I actually don't want to learn anything right now. Nothing? Nothing. Well, don't worry. We're just You just have to listen and then tell me what you think. Each page, I read a little bit, and then you tell me what's going on in your mind. Nothing going on in my mind. Nothing? Nothing. Okay. We'll see how long you can hang. I don't want to hang. Yeah, you know. Well, <laughs> don't want we'll read more hang. space, but you know, SpaceX is launching a ton of missiles, internet in the sky 
They're launching another 60 satellites. What do you mean internet? Haven't you heard of Spacelink? No. All right. I'll go over this book. I'm going to go over the food book, maybe after without you. But right now, I'm going to tell you about space internet. Okay. Okay. So you know Tesla. You know Elon Musk. He created SpaceX. <laughs> Tesla, right? He's also been creating the Boring Project, which digs gigantic holes underneath Los Angeles, big, huge tunnels, right? And in those tunnels, you get in, basically, it's like a subway, but they're trying to do it where you can take your own car underground and then go on a straightaway so that nobody's in your way, so no traffic. Like, if you get in line, you're just going straight in line. Get where you're going really quick. Kind of like a subway. They're still trying to decide if, should you... Wait, but under Los Angeles? Under Los Angeles, they're digging massive holes. It's called the Boring Project. So they're boring holes. Not that it's boring like, oh, I'm so bored of this project. No. Boring means digging. So they're digging huge holes and tunnels. Because they want it big enough to put a giant train. It's kind of It's kind of like a subway for your car. Like you, the car gets on the train? Basically, that's the last I read. Something like that. They're deciding should it be a subway for cars? But how do they? Or should it be actual roads underground? Like strange. Well, how big is like like like? How tall is the hole? The tunnel? How is Los Angeles still standing on their floor? Yeah. How is there? How is it not just falling in? Like, because if the if the hole is like right at the edge, Mm -hmm. if they just dug a little bit, that whole city could just it just collapse, right? That. Is the interesting part. Like, how are they not making Los Angeles clear? Just like subways because they're circles, right? A circle, you can put pressure on all the sides, and it you typically won't crush. So when they build subways underground, you see the tunnel is a circle. So when the earth and all the weight of buildings and houses and everything on top, it pushes down, but because it's circle, the pressure just makes it tighter. It actually makes it stronger. Instead of crushing and just collapsing. Crazy, right? Still blows my mind. Okay, so he's doing that. Why don't they do it in just a random, like, like, a little bit more open? Like, that's a huge place. Well, doing anything to have less traffic. It's crazy. It's one of the reasons we left. It was painful. Super duper looper mooper. Oh, so painful. I don't miss one second of that traffic at all, <laughs> ever, just to make that clear. Yeah, yeah. I really don't like it. Okay. So then he's also doing- I like the place. Yeah, that, once you get there where you're going, and you're like, yeah, this is awesome. This is pretty. There's a place I miss so much. It's on, It's in Santa Monica. You know where the pier is, where we go hang out? We did the roller coasters. Okay. If you walk about a mile north, there's this little bitty restaurant. It's very small, just breakfast and lunch. And it has all the chairs are orange. They're in the sand. You put your feet in the sand. You have some breakfast or some, has some, oh, you know, I love some coffee and some eggs. Yeah. And then it's quiet because everybody's partying down by the pier. Like, woo, I'm over here. But no, we're, we're over here. I can see you. I see you. But I'm relaxing right now. And you can walk to the beach, walk, put I your toes really in the water. 
<laughs> no, I'm telling you they're orange because that's what makes the place stand out. Because everything else is brown like sand. You don't notice it. But then you say, oh, what's all that bright orange stuff? Mm. The chairs. Okay. So back to the space internet. So right now, they're just, I think, 60 more going up. I don't know how many are up there already. So in their awesome rockets, which can sh- shoot into space, and they come, remember, it comes back like we watched, and it can reland. Now they can reuse them. He's like, send more satellites. Bring it back. Send more. So 60 satellites, they orbit the Earth, go completely around it in orbit, right? So they just keep launching them, keep launching them. So eventually there will be probably thousands eventually, but he's starting with hundreds. So there'll be hundreds of satellites. All of them are beaming the internet down to Earth, right? How come? Because right, so your phone, right? So if I use my phone right now, mm-hmm. I can use my, the it's called a cellular network, the cell phone network, and I can look at pages and Google stuff and ask questions and Mm-hmm. Look things up, right? Yeah. Well, that's because I have phone service from like the tower in our neighborhood, right? And that tower can only reach so far. So the plan is, but I'm not on Wi-Fi. It can reach so right? far, like so far. Yeah, so I'm on Wi-Fi because we're in the house. But the cell signal, I can still look stuff up on. But there's a lot of places in the world where you they're just not going to put cell phone towers so you're not going to get good phone service or internet unless you beam it from space. So his plan is to cover the earth with orbiting satellites that Why s- are all beaming the internet s- down to earth. Like as, like imagine the earth imagine is like a ball. right here. Yes. Imagine like my, the earth here. Is there like a little, here, here. Let's just say this is earth. Yeah, there's this earth. Is earth. And it's going to be like this many satellites? Yes. Why? Because then... Like this many? Like covered? So here's... Like there, you can't see any more stars or any more clouds. You just see satellites? Well, you'll still be able to see stars. Okay. Good. Wait, what okay. about the sky? Totally can see the sky. Okay. But when he's done, theoretically, you can go anywhere on Earth and have internet. His internet. Once that happens, guess what internet we're using in the world? That one. Guess where all the information is coming from to every single person on the planet? That one. That one. Then, here's the next thing he's doing. Now think of this. So this will this will blow your mind. There's a thing he's also doing called Neuralink. You know, like neurons in your brain? Tell me how bonkers this is this this may come to i don't know talking about drilling a little hole in your head i don't want to yeah like a size of a quarter yeah just open up your head no but listen if you get let let me make a hole in your skull okay if Mm -mm. you if you let me make a hole in your skull it can run wires into your brain and then seal it up cover cover that little Little hole right back up. The wires are in, right? Why wires? Now I'm running those. I put a little. I put a little digital chip with some wires to your brain. Okay, that little chip 
will pick up the internet that's beaming down from space. But why inside my brain? Because watch this. Now, I don't even need to look at my phone. If the thing is in your head, you're picking up the signal from the space internet. It goes to that chip that's already in your head and you just get the information like that. Right. Like you can see it or know it. That sounds so weird. So I doubt that's going to be a thing, but I, I definitely know they're going to do space internet. So you can go anywhere and have internet. Yeah. That's good. Let me just drill a hole inside yeah. of a quarter. No, I'm not going to let you drill a hole inside of my skull, put wires and a chip. Yeah. Gross. No, no way. Negative. No, I don't. No. Mm-mm. So that's terrible. But here's no, what's good. That's the worst idea. No. If you have space internet, no one's gonna do that. right? One percent of Earth. Yeah, it's gross. But if you have space internet, and you can also, that means I can go anywhere with internet. That means I can pay. I can do things anywhere on the planet. But how do you pay each other? With digital money, right? Just like now, like oh, we pay with the numbers of the credit card, and then you get stuff, right? But what if I go to our visit our friends in Nigeria or we're in South Africa and I need to pay somebody and then they have different banks or we have different types of money. Once there's space internet, that's when cryptocurrency, which is digital money, right? That works. It's the same everywhere on earth. That becomes the way people pay each other and buy and sell things through the internet and don't have to do with the banks. That's when it's going to go, then you can buy and sell anything. It's like everybody's spending the same type of money, Mm -hmm. and you go anywhere on the planet. The first thing I thought of, the first thing my mind thought of uh, when you said a chip in your brain. Was gross? No, no, no. As soon as you said that, um, I just thought of like, you know those movies um, you know those movies that put a chip in your head and say it's good, then they'll turn you like evil or something. Exactly. Exactly. Randomly. I don't want to be a robot zombie. <laughs> They're gonna control me from space. They're gonna be typing like, oh, I got, I, I'm locked in onto Diego's brain, and he's now an evil zombie. Enter. Boom. Diego, <laughs> attack, attack your neighbor, and click go. I own him. Boom. Owned. But like that's what, as soon as I thought of like those movies that like yeah. say, okay, this will you will know everything just like the snap. So then they you obviously let them do it. They'll drill a hole yeah. uh-huh. with the chip, and then they'll control you. Exactly, <laughs> it'll be like that's just what I thought of. Ex- you're thinking exactly right. It'll be just <laughs> like a Thanos snap. Like oh, and now I control everybody's brain. I'm already into their neurons. I can trigger emotions. I can immediately make everybody super mad. Boom. I want to make everybody super sleepy or complacent or melancholy or blase or crazy. But you're right. Zombies. No way. I'm not doing that. (laughs) That's just what I thought of. Plus, when I'm brushing my beautiful hair, I don't want to get my brush stuck in the wires sticking out of my head. That's annoying. And when I take a shower, will I get electrocuted? Probably. <laughs> so weird. And e- and who thought of that? He thought of that. Elon Musk. Well, Why he- would you think of that? 
Well, only zero point zero 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 one percent of the Earth will say yes. I agree with you. I think that's bad. It's we're already connected. Horrible idea. We're already connected. The phone's right there. That's enough. Right here. That's enough. Yeah. It already listens to my voice. I don't even have to type. You're growing up. I don't. You don't. You could just talk to it. Yeah. You're like. Hello, hey. Google. What's five plus five? It's ten. Boom. Mm-hmm. That easy. You don't need to. Hmm. What's five plus five? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't have to think for myself. Phone. Do my work. <laughs> Ty- do numbers. You're better than me at that. The worst idea I could ever think of. Mm-hmm. They start controlling you. Go make. Go get this. Go do that. Yeah. yeah do this. Not cool. That's just what I thought of right now. I know. That's exactly what I thought of, too. <laughs> <laughs> so what else is on your mind? What do you want to do today? Game. Game. What game? game. You gonna, tycoon? Game. Game and game. All right, so you just ate a sandwich. Tell me about this sandwich. It's important. I'm going to read something that has, pertains exactly to your sandwich. Please. It was yummy. What type of sandwich was it? I don't know. All right, I'll tell you. It's the new Impossible Sandwich from Starbucks. Well, it's not. It's obviously not impossible because you just made it. Yeah, and there's a reason why I kind of backed off with that of not paying attention to all the fake veggie burgers or the veggie burgers. They have different stuff, and I started paying attention to what's in those things. Here's where I started having the problem with the Impossible Burger. It was awesome and fantastic in the beginning. Because I was like, ooh, it's nice and juicy. It holds flavor. It tastes like meat. But then I found out there's different stuff in there that's not even allowed. It's not even regulated. What does that mean? That means there's some bad ingredients in there. And I was like, ah, maybe I'm being too hard on it. It might be okay. But then you know what happened. Everybody's like, I'm excited. Now there's impossible nuggets at KFC. There's impossible patties Why at Burger King. Why are people calling Burger them impossible? Because they used to think like, oh, it, it's Im- it tastes like meat. That's impossible. Let's name it impossible. So here was the part where it went bad. Soon as that patty or meat stuff, wannabe meat stuff, got into fast food chains... Part of me was like, yay, initially like, oh, good. People will eat a little bit less meat. That could be good. Pay attention to the type of meat you eat. But then I thought, oh, no. Now they're mass producing that fake version. What's up with that stuff? They can't make that much for all those restaurants without doing something that's potentially not good. So I had to do some homework. I wasn't sure but I don't eat at those places because most of the stuff is garbage. So I had to do a little reading. Like, is it bad? Is it not bad? It is bad. So. That's it. No, 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 no. I don't want to read the book. I got you. I got you. I won't read everything. I'm going to show. I'm going to show. I'll let you read one letter. One paragraph. Okay. One letter. Don't worry. The rest of this I'll do solo. Me and Mr. Microphone here. But let me read this paragraph to you. This is going to blow your mind. 
Okay. This is, by the way, don't you teach me? Did you just? I just. I'm not a dog. Are you Caesar Milan? Do you know who Caesar Milan is? No. <laughs> Ooh, we should watch some. C- I bet it's on Netflix. What? It's got to be streaming. What? The the most amazing dog trainer of all time. He had the, a show showing how to train dogs. Mm-hmm. We have a new dog. We should totally watch Caesar Milan. He's awesome. He's professional. He has hundreds of dogs. He could train any dog, even if they're crazy, mad, ugly, or they're cheating, they're eating all your doors or knocking off your windows, biting your friends that come over. He can fix, he can train any animal, any dog. Can he train a pig? (laughs) Hmm, Can he train a pig? I don't know. Could look that up. But we should watch it because we need to be, we still don't really train Nike that good. He's almost coming to you when you call him sometimes, kind of. No, he does. Oh, really? Yeah, he doesn't to you. He just says, hey, yeah, what'd you need? Nothing? I'm out of here. No, I'm like, hey, hang out with me. (laughs) Anyway, so Caesar Milan, he makes that noise to the dogs when they're doing something bad. We should, we totally going to watch some tonight. Because he's awesome. No, he's such an awesome dog trainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has, Yeah, we'll just watch four shows in a row. That's a whole movie. No. That's as long no. as a movie. No. Mm-mm. Well, we should watch some. Yeah, we don't have to right now, though. Okay, if you're in between talking to somebody in games and you're going to look up a video, just just Google Caesar Milan. Caesar Milan. Best dog trainer ever. Wait, really? Yeah. Okay, so the book I'm going to cover is Food Fix, finally, by Mark Hyman. And this is it's is a lot. It took me a while to get through because it's a lot of subjects covering a lot of homework, commonalities from other stuff I've learned about. But here, I'll just read two paragraphs. Are you ready? All right, you're ready. You look totally ready. The simple. Oh, come on. One letter. Oh, come on. Okay. Nope. Okay. The simple plants are good, meat is bad argument is nuanced. Don't you hum while I'm reading. What plants? What meat? Industrial soy? No. Vegetables from a regenerative farm? Yes. Factory farm steak? No. Regeneratively raised steak? Yes. A recent independent life cycle analysis by the sustainability experts at Qantas of regeneratively raised beef versus, listen, GMO soy burger, impossible burger, showed that you would have to eat one regeneratively raised beef burger to offset the net carbon emissions of one impossible burger. The soy burger is far better than feedlot beef, but it adds three and a half kilograms of carbon dioxide to the environment while... Really? I put myself on me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It can still hear you. It can totally still hear you. You're breathing heavily. Oh, come on. Soy is the main staple of the, quote, healthy vegan meat replacements and plant-based burgers. We know this. 
So your soy burger or pea protein shake may not be so good for you or the planet after all, since the soy from the Impossible Burger is made with GMO soy most likely sprayed with Roundup or glyphosate. It may have as much as 10 parts per billion more glyphosate than those made from pea protein. Research shows that just 0.1 part per billion of glyphosate is enough to harm your gut bacteria, your microbiome, and that just one impossible burger. More than one paragraph did. You cut, and then what I'm saying is 0.1 is enough to harm you. Okay, point one is enough to harm you. Now you done. Just one Impossible Burger may have a hundred and ten times that much. All right, so are we done? <laughs> I'm gonna cover that again. I'm gonna cover most of this because I don't want to bore you out of your mind. But what I'm saying is, you're boring I'm out of my mind. Doing some learning. I'm doing some research. All right, you're doing some research. Everything's not as straightforward as you think. Or I'll do it? some homework. Yeah, you bet. I'll make some changes in the house. Do it. That's how we roll. No, I mean, don't. Get some sleep, drink some water, ride bikes, do some pull-ups. Let's it do says some. in that book, I just yeah, picked yeah. out a word. It said bike rides are bad for you. <gasps> Did you see that? Ooh, let me see. I think it's in the index back here. Let me see bike rides, bike rides, bike rides. Ah, uh, yeah. No, I didn't say that. No, it did. I just got a peek at a word. Oh, really? One of, one of the words. Okay, okay. And says bike rides are bad for you because they can hurt your legs. Your weak legs. I just saw a word. You saw a word? What word did you see? I saw I wanted to pick. What are we talking about here? What is going on? Bike rides hurt your legs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So what do you want to do today? Bike ride or box? None. You got to pick one. None. I'll, None. I'll, I'll, I'll pick None. for you. Don't worry. All right. Uh, All right, my mi niño, mijo. Hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. What? Okay, nothing. Okay. Okay then. All right, Diego has rolled out. He is back to his Sunday. So I'm gonna dip in. Are you ready? We're gonna do a Cliff Notes version of Food Fix by Mark Hyman. I'm just going to read some highlighted sections. Again, all these things are just hopefully to spark your curiosity so that you can start doing your, some research for yourself. But these are just some information. Some of it's repeating from other books I've read. Just reminders to keep learning, keep understanding things and decisions we make at the grocery store or the not the grocery store, wherever we get our food, what it's doing to our house, ourselves, Communities, neighborhoods, nation, world, all that. It seems far like it's smaller than that, but it's not. It's way bigger than that. So here we go. I'm just going to read some sections, and hopefully you grab it and read the whole thing yourself. All right, so we're going to start start at the top. So it's called Food Fix, How to Save Our Health, Our Economy, Our Communities, and Our Planet, One Bite at a Time. So to get a good sense of what you're about to hear, ah, here it comes. Get ready. First off, ultra-processed foods and the food system that produces them are at the root of the chronic diseases that account for 
percent of the deaths from non-communicable disease worldwide. That includes heart disease, diabetes, cancer, etc. How about that for a good start? And as I was reading earlier, making decisions of, you know, eating meat, not meat, eating less of it. But yes, the collective bottom line is 75% veggies, 25% meat. You can skip a day of meat every three days. You'll be fine. You'll spend less. You can spend it on better meat. Eat it less and you can spend that on just better food. So you can do it with the same amount of money. So I was talking about the burger. And yes, my beef with that Impossible Burger is once it went big time, they're grabbing big commodity crops. And that's exactly what I'm trying to get away from. All right, so in another section here, this is just like, what am I supposed to eat? So he calls it the pegan, the, the paleo-vegan type diet is, you know, the diet war is going over, oh, what do you do? What am I supposed to be? Vegan, paleo, keto, low-fat, high-fat, low-carb, high-carb, raw. Now, just good veggies that are organically grown, you can get them regeneratively, even better. Organic veggies, good meat that's regeneratively raised. You're in good news. You're in good situation. So things that you as not surprising, he suggests in all of his different books, but also digging into the science of why it's good for you. But go easy on the fruits. Eat more foods with healthy fats. Eat mostly whole plants, not necessarily plant-based, but plant-rich. Because remember, French fries, Coke, Twinkies, and Lucky Charms are plant-based foods. Hmm. Healthy fats, we're talking nuts, seeds, avocados, pasture-raised eggs, extra virgin olive oil. Don't heat. Hmm. That kind of changes things for the cooking side avocado oil that is good for cooking at high heat so if you have vir- if you have virgin olive oil it's more for salads and then cooking with avocado oil will be better omega 3s from fish coconut oil and animal and saturated fat Nut- more nuts and seeds choose regeneratively raised animal products whenever possible um, pasture-raised eggs. Why care? I can get those cheap eggs. No, because it says here they're rich in vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, protein, and more. They're a cheap source of high-quality, bioavailable nutrients, including B12, which you can't get from a vegan diet. So when we were mostly vegetarian, I definitely, you know, did never skip the B and D vitamins. Very, very important. Sometimes even iron. So, uh, quote here, eat only unprocessed or minimally processed whole grains, not whole grain flours. All grains can increase your blood sugar. Stick with small portions, half to one cup a meal, of low glycemic grains like black rice, quinoa, teff, buckwheat, or amaranth. 
They can be a source of protein, but it takes three cups of quinoa to provide the same amount of protein found in four ounces of chicken, which is a tiny piece. It doesn't say tiny piece. I added that. Beware of modern wheat. It is mostly consumed as refined flour, a.k.a. sugar, which is worse for your blood sugar than table sugar. The hybridized virgin has higher starch content and more inflammatory types of gluten and is sprayed with the toxic herbicide glyphosate right before harvest, then preserved with calcium propanate, which has been already linked to behavioral issues, headaches, and stomach inflammation. In fact, in the most rigorous type of study in children, a randomized placebo-controlled crossover trial Calcium propanate in bread caused kids to be irritable, restless, and have trouble focusing and sleeping. And it's in every processed food that contains wheat and all bread. You can eat organic wheat berries, but stay away from the rest. Interesting, right? How about that? And we'll get into, uh, you know, that's talking about the propanate, but the glyphosate just just as much damage. And right now, I just saw an article that there's 65 groups pushing to not only get glyphosate to not be sprayed on the commodity crops, but specifically trying to get it out of Home Depot because Roundup is just is just straight up glyphosate that you're spraying on your yard and a tiny bit can get in and cause all the microbiome neurological disorders and problems and you just dumping it right on your yard. You just put more on your a gallon of it in your yard that could spray acres in the big fields. But we get a can of it at Home Depot and just dump it right there. Just really bad. I'll post some links of specifically why um, and also cover in another uh, episode. All right, so chapter three, the global reach of food. Obesity and chronic disease are no longer just first world problems. For a long time, I thought our Western diet was just that, a diet that was killing mostly people in the developed world with access to lots of processed foods and fast food outlets. Turns out, we created the worst diet on the planet and shipped it across the globe. As sales of processed food are going down in the United States and Europe, they're dramatically rising in Asia, Africa, and Latin America. This is not an accident. It is by design. The globalization of processed industrial food has allowed big food and big ag to flood the world with their disease-causing products. From Mexico to Nigeria, India, China, and the South Pacific, giant food companies are transforming the local diets uprooting the healthy traditional foods that people have eaten for centuries and replacing them with ultra-processed frankenfoods. So yeah, how bad do I feel now that before even this podcast, Diego ate that Starbucks sandwich with bread and an Impossible Burger. This is why I got a hold back, you know, it's, it's a little, you know, it's touch and go. It's like, ah, it's easy, convenient, yes. And like, oh no, poisoning him in his mind. But most of the time he's eating extremely healthy stuff. It's like if they, you get more healthy than not healthy, you know, 
it's an uphill uphill battle and you just have to focus and pay attention but as long as there's more good than bad you know kind of mitigate the problems that's me that's me i'm like ah no i'm I'm ruining and just melting your mind but anyways all right next next section this is called fight the food lobbyists with real grassroots efforts and lobby reform synthetic hormones in food and beverage containers obesogenic chemicals in fast food roundup in your morning oatmeal these may seem like health hazards to you and me but to big food they are business as usual these practices are big money makers which is why the food industry is willing to spend billions lobbying against regulations designed to rein them in The market for alternative meat grew to almost $5 billion in 2018 alone. But plant-based meat alternatives like Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods are not the perfect solution. They are highly processed foods whose raw materials are grown through extractive, not regenerative agriculture. That's part of, you know, hopefully we can work together and send a message to big food. What can you do? You can donate to campaigns with integrity. There's one called uh, Citizens United. It says, we need to get money out of politics by reversing Citizens United, which is the Supreme Court decision that allows corporations to give near unlimited financial contributions to candidates and parties through super PACs in anonymous ways, often called dark money he goes in extreme detail about cover names of companies and groups that are funded underneath by the big food and then those groups look like they're standing up against it and then we think oh yay coca-cola paid for a healthy eating program how nice of them but what do you remember you remember Coke being awesome. And then what do you buy at the store when you go get... You meant to get some water, but... Ah, you're thinking Coke is awesome. I'll get a soda. They're such good people. While you gobble that poison. That's how. That's what goes through my head. How about you? Alright, moving on. This chapter is the dirty politics of big food. Obviously, we should not eat junk food, but... He's proposing in-depth about trying to end junk food advertising to kids. The Quebec government was the first to forbid predatory marketing, banning fast food advertising to kids in electronic and print media back in 1980. This one aggressive measure has had an impact that still resonates today. A study published in 2012 found that the Advertising ban led to 13% reduction in fast food expenditures and an estimated 2 to 4 billion fewer calories consumed by Quebec children. It has the lowest childhood obesity rate in Canada. Not far behind Quebec is Sweden. In 1991, the country instituted a ban on all toy and junk food commercials aimed at children under the age of 12. To this day, 
the law remains very popular. Sweden has one of the lowest childhood obesity rates in Europe. Not a coincidence. Three, parents, limit your children's screen time. Yeah, I know. I'm saying it again. Am I a hypocrite? No, because I'm constantly thinking about it. We institute breaks, days off, all that. You can't totally siphon it, but can't let them just dig in and watch whatever willy-nilly. It's an ongoing situation, but it's good to keep in mind. Okay, here we go. If you have a child under the under two years of age, make sure he or she does not watch television or use technology. Studies have shown that it can be detrimental to their brains. Many Silicon Valley tech ex execs don't let their children use tech, such as smartphones, iPads, or computers. They are the ones who have designed them to be addictive. Oh, they're not addictive, you say. Ah, um, okay. Leave it at home. Let someone just take your phone away. Don't like that, do you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Funny. Yeah, not changing my mind on that one. All right, chapter nine. The FDA is not doing its job to protect us. The average American eats junk food diet. About 60% of our calories come from ultra-processed foods. But if you're in the minority that tries to eat healthy, You've probably struggled trying to make sense of food labels. It can be overwhelming. Have you ever read a food label and wondered what the heck mono and diglycerides are, or carrageenan, or maltodextrin, and soy lecithins are in so many processed foods? These emulsifiers and chemical additives are a big red warning sign to drop the package and run. If you can't pronounce an ingredient, it's probably not something you want to put in your body. Unfortunately, most don't take the time to read ingredient lists, which are usually buried on the back and written in fine print. And most people don't know what a percent daily value is or whether the serving sizes listed on the nutrition facts are realistic. Surprise, they are not. All right, moving on. Today, more than 10,000 additives are allowed in food. 43% of them are grass, G-R-A-S additives. And you're probably wondering what does grass stand for? I had it highlighted. Oh, here we go. Genetically recognized as safe. Hmm. Okay, so keep that in mind. So for back to so forty-three percent of the additives are genetically recognized as safe additives, and fewer than five percent have actually been tested for safety. The average American consumes three to five pounds of these additives every year. Consumer watchdog groups have repeatedly urged the FDA to step up its oversight of these additives some of which are potassium bromate and azodicarbonamide. I'm sure I'm just horribly pronouncing all of these. 
those two, these are used in baked goods. Remember Subway got outed for use of a yoga mat commercial in their bread? A yoga mat chemical in their bread in 2014? That was azodicarbonamide. It causes cancer in animals, and in Singapore, if a company uses it, they're subject to a $450,000 fine and 15 years in jail. Potassium bromate is added to flour to make it rise faster and look nice. It's been labeled as a potential human carcinogen by the International Agency on Research on Cancer. Petitions to ban it have been at the FDA for 20 years. Okay, BHA and BHT. These are used in many processed products as preservatives and flavor enhancers. These additives are are severely restricted in Europe. BHA is actually listed by our own government as reasonably anticipated to be a carcinogen. Okay, brominated vegetable oil, or just BVO. If you've ever had Mountain Dew or sports drinks, you have had BVO. Bromine is a flame retardant that causes memory loss, nerve damage, and skin problems. That would totally explain that Mountain Dew teeth video you can probably find on YouTube. That's a fun one if you want to see some brave dentist pull flat black teeth out of people's heads that have just been pounding Mountain Dew for years. Have fun looking that up. All right, next, yellow food dye is number five, number six, and good old red dye number 40. If any of these dyes are used in Europe, the foods are slapped with a warning label that says, quote, may have an adverse effect on activity and attention in children. Studies have clearly shown that these dyes cause hyperactivity and behavior changes in children. They're everywhere. Candy, icing, cereal, mustard, ketchup, breakfast bars, and other foods. Yellow dye number five is known to cause allergies, hives, and asthma. Good times, right? Bring the hilarity. I know. You gotta know this stuff, though. Okay, next, uh, this chapter is Information Warfare. Okay. Uh, Of course, the American Heart Association gets money from cereal makers to put their seal of approval on packages and receives hundreds of thousands of dollars for each endorsement. Twix is a health food according to the AHA, in case you weren't aware, and so are Fruit Loops, Cocoa Puffs, and French Toast Crunch right along with the seven teaspoons of sugar per serving. It shouldn't be called breakfast, it should be called dessert. When you grind it into flour, whole wheat or not, it's worse than sugar. The glycemic index of sugar is 65, and that of whole wheat bread is 75. Got that? Sugar, 65, whole wheat bread, 75. Which means the bread raises your blood sugar more than table sugar. Below the neck, there's no difference between a bowl of sugar and whole wheat bread. Well, actually, the bread is worse. Actually, whole grains can be healthy, but not when sprinkled into junk food. How about whole grain frosted strawberry Pop-Tarts? Hmm, yummy? I used to eat those five at a time. 
because in high school, just going for it. They also have 38 grams of sugar and refined flour, which is nine and a half teaspoons of sugar. And it also has 47 ingredients, including proven carcinogenic compounds like caramel color. Anyone? Eat the actual whole grain, not an industrially processed version, which carries more harm than good with every bite. It's crazy learning this stuff, just thinking back. I just I would go to town on Pop-Tarts. Now I'd be like, no, I would not, don't even have them in my house. Okay. Continuing the same chapter, information warfare. The AHA in 2017, the American Heart Association, received $182 million in industry funding from Pepsi, Kraft, Monsanto, Cargill, Unilever, Mars, Kellogg's, Domino's, Subway, General Mills, and Nestle, to name a few. And they are in charge of protecting our hearts. Trade groups and authors of guidelines that promote the use of more bean and seed oils, like soybean and canola oil, are consultants and receive funds from and and sit on the boards of these groups or companies such as Canola Council of Canada or Unilever. That is why the AHA came out hard against coconut oil, despite the lack of evidence that saturated fat causes heart disease. There was one large review of 72 studies. So there's one review reviewing 72 studies on 600,000 people in 19 countries, including randomized and observational studies which found no basis for our current government recommendations to reduce saturated fat intake. More than 17 reviews of all of that data on saturated fat and heart disease found no link. Yeah. Good stuff, right? All right, moving on. Jumping forward to chapter food and society. Nearly 60 million bison were slaughtered by the U.S. government to cut off the food supply of tribes on the plains. Buffalo Bill Cody once said, Kill every buffalo you can. Every buffalo dead is an Indian gone. And unable to continue their traditional food systems, the Hopi Indians received government-supplied commodities, white flour, white sugar, and shortening. They created new foods like Indian fry bread. There is nothing Native American about deep-fried sugar, flour, and shortening. The Hopi genetics were adapted to scarcity and high-fiber, plant-rich diet. This is often referred to as the thrifty gene or genes because throughout history, they were more threatened with starvation than with abundance and thus became efficient at storing excess calories. Flooding their bodies with starch and sugar made them obese and diabetic. The tribes have a word for this type of obesity caused by the highly refined processed commodities which are provided by the government to, quote, help their people. They call it commod bod. Mm-hmm. But 70% of deaths are more than 1.7 million deaths a year are caused by chronic disease such as heart disease, 
diabetes, cancer, high blood pressure, and stroke. Mostly the result of our toxic food system. More African Americans, Hispanics, and poor people are killed by bad food than anything else. Drive-through fast food kills far more people than drive-by shootings. Yet, we remain silent about the role of our food system killing millions of Americans. The big food companies target black and Hispanic youth with their least nutritious products, including fast food, candy, sugary drinks, and snacks. From 2013 to 17, which is pretty recent, food advertising on black targeted TV increased by 50%. Food companies are cultural icons to influence minorities. They use cultural icons. So, do you think LeBron James actually drinks much Sprite? And why did I try Sprite? Do you think LeBron James actually drinks much Sprite? McDonald's uses Serena Venus Williams and Enrique Iglesias in their TV ads to attract black and Hispanic consumers. Is a Big Mac, fries, and a Coke really Serena's pre-match meal? Doesn't matter. Their dollars are well spent. Race-based advertising works. All right, skipping forward, we're still in food and society chapter. Hey, are you ready for some fun stuff? I know, it's going. The average kid in America consumes 34 teaspoons of sugar a day. The cognitive and behavioral effects of sugar in children are well documented. We are literally destroying the intellectual capital of our youth with broad consequences for our whole society. Less productive citizens who are likely to earn less, suffer more, get sick early in life, and be incarcerated. We're raising a first generation of Americans who will live sicker and die younger than their parents. Not only that, but special education costs are skyrocketing across the country. In San Diego, the cost for special education is one billion of a five billion overall school budget, which is a 32% increase over five years. One billion out of five billion is special education. Yes, that's what I just said, I know. So the next part I'm about to read it's also kind of an overlap over the Omega-3 book that we read, but it's the same, same results. So here we go. One study of violent juveniles found that children given a vitamin and mineral supplement reduced violent acts by 91% compared to a control. These kids were deficient in iron, magnesium, B12, folate, all needed for proper brain function. 91% reduction in violent acts. Taking vitamins. Crazy. Okay, back to the book. Another experimental study of 3,000 incarcerated youth replaced snack foods with healthier options and dramatically reduced refined and sugary foods. Over the 12-month follow-up, 
there was 21% reduction in antisocial behavior, 25% reduction in assaults, and 75% reduction in the use of restraints. There was also a 100% reduction in suicides. This is stunning. As the world struggles to deal with the exploding rates of teenage suicide, suicide is the third leading cause of death in children ages 10 to 19, and rates of suicide increased 33% between 1999 and 2014. A simple diet change could be the key to a dramatic improvement. My youngest brother, unfortunately, I believe had four or five people he knew in his high school commit suicide. It's heartbreaking. You know, I didn't, it didn't get close to me until he told me about that. Uh, Back to the book, depression, suicide, ADHD, and violent behavior are all linked to food. The poor communities who live in food swamps and consume the most processed food and the fewest nutrients are often the ones who suffer from mental illness and violence and higher rates of incarceration. All right. Um... There is more, but I believe so. Every single, so that's what I'll read for now. Uh, I highly suggest reading the whole thing because at the end of every chapter, after pointing out each problem, um, it'll have a food fix section like, okay, this is the problem. Here, Here is the suggestion how to actually do something about it. So if you're interested, pick it up. At the very back, there's a very deep notes. Everything is cited. All these facts point to different papers and books and other research. It's full of notes, a huge index. So highly suggest it. I will have to reread some sections. And we'll just move on to the next book. Next one, I'm not sure what will be. But it probably won't be food related. So surprise, it'll be something else. But all good. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much. Take care, everybody. Be healthy, y'all.